So, uh, uh, hi, it's Graham here. Sorry to interrupt your podcast listening like this, but uh, I wondered if you could do us a little favour. I haven't told Carol I'm going to do this, and frankly, I'm not sure she's going to find out. Let's maybe keep it that way, shall we? Uh, I don't think she listens to the podcast, so she won't hear that I've tacked this on to the beginning. But the European Security Blogger Awards, they're about to happen, and Smashing Security has been nominated in a couple of categories. Huzzah, huzzah! You can vote in the awards for your favourite security blogs and security podcasts, hint, hint, but you've only got a few days before the voting closes. So do it today. Do it now. Hit pause. Oh, not before I've told you the URL. It's smashingsecurity.com slash vote. That will redirect you through magic to the voting form. And, well, hey, made the best podcast co-hosted for the last six or so years by a Brit and a Canadian win. Um, yeah, over to you. Smashingsecurity.com slash vote. Thank you very much. We love you all, uh, at least the people who vote for us. Uh, but for now, back to your normal service. And uh, sorry about this interruption. Can I just underline for any incels who are listening to this and may have access to weaponry that these are the opinions of Tom Langford <laughs> and not of the hosts of the Smashing Security podcast? Just before anyone tracks us down. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Good. Smashing Security, episode 343, four-leg girlfriends, love GPT, and a military intelligence failure, with Carol Terrio and Graham Cluley. Hello, hello, and welcome to Smashing Security, episode 343. My name's Graham Cluley. And I'm Carol Terrio. And Carol, this week we are joined by a returning guest, someone who's been on the show numerous times before. It's Tom Langford from Host Unknown. Hello, Tom. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on this podcast. You know, your voice sounds remarkably good, considering you've just recovered from another bout of COVID. Well, you know, unlike those other Muppets on the Host of Known podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm the consummate professional. So I've been gargling with salt water and drinking honey Smart. and just trying to sound incredibly sort of soft and velvety for your oh. uh, gorgeous listeners. Your tones are mellifluous. Well done. That's excellent. Oh, what a wonderful word. <laughs> I was going to say sonorific, but there you go. Um, Soporific. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sound like a sonar. No. Yeah. <laughs> Three pings off the starboard bow. <laughs> Before we kick off, let's thank this week's wonderful sponsors, Collide, Devo, and Moonlock by MacPaw. It's their support that help us give you this show for free. Now, coming up on today's show, Graham, what do you got? I'm going to be telling a story of military intelligence. Okay. What about you, Tom? I've got a story about surprisingly familiar-looking four-legged girlfriends. Okay, and uh, my story is about, whoa, don't swipe right just yet. All this and much more coming up on this episode of Smashing Security. Now, chums, chums, I want to take you to the streets of San Francisco, or rather the airport. At the end of last week, the authorities were lurking at San Francisco Airport. They're probably hiding behind the potted plants, waiting to leap out, lying in wait for the arrival of a plane from Hong Kong. And the reason why they were doing that was that on board this particular plane was one Joseph Daniel Schmidt, 
a 29-year-old former US Army sergeant. Now, let me tell you about this chap Schmidt and what he'd been up to. Okay. A while ago, he left the US Army and he upped sticks and moved to mainland China and Hong Kong, which was an unusual thing to do, probably in uh, early 2020, I suspect, um, to do something like that, you know, in the in the midst of a... Yeah, that's when the, the COVID <laughs> virus had already <laughs> launched. So, yeah. Exactly. Was he looking for a place in Wuhan and had trouble oh, getting in? He's going to mainline it from the source. <laughs> anyway, so he, he, went, he went off to China. Um, and he's been mostly hanging out there ever since, out of reach of US law enforcement. And you may be thinking, well, why, why did he go? Why did he go to China? Well, it turns out he'd always had an interest in the Chinese language. While he'd been a soldier, he had studied Mandarin. And in fact, he worked for a while as a translator for the US Army. And during his service, sometimes he'd taken personal leave for a trip to China, right? He'd gone the slow boat to China or the rather quicker plane. And it, nothing unusual in that, right? Nothing unusual in that. Nothing unusual in that. Of course, you have to fill out a visa if you're going to spend some time over there. Yeah. I know loads of people, by the way, right. that have been to China, right? Like, yeah. 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 I've been to China. There yeah. you go. Anyway, he wrote on his visa, I plan to travel to China every new year to learn about Chinese culture. He said, I'd like to travel to China many times over the course of the next 10 years. And he planned a couple of trips. Fair enough. Because everyone needs a break, don't they? Everyone needs occasionally a bit of relaxation, a bit of R&R, I believe they call it. I certainly do from my job. Carol, I'm sure you like to put your feet up. Annually, I go to Croatia, right? Right. See my butt butts. Yeah. Tom, I mean, you've got a very, very important CISO job. Um, but occasionally you like to take a little break, don't you, and put your feet up at home and and I relax do. or, or you do. know, get up to all kinds of mischief, I'm sure. But everyone needs a break. Wherever possible. Especially you'd, you would want a break if you have a very stressful job working at the 109th Military Intelligence Battalion in the States and have top secret security clearance. That's going to be a lot of stress, isn't it? And it does explain why he's learned Mandarin and why he's got an interest right. in China. You know, you got to you you get you get engrossed in these things, right? So it's no surprise that he flew in January 2020 to Beijing for a few days. He hung out there. Then he went on a short break to Istanbul. And, as you do, as you do. Mm-hmm. And it was while he was in Istanbul that he contacted the Chinese embassy, like you do. Um, <laughs> I mean, I imagine he was asking, you know, uh, do you know any lovely tourist spots I should visit in China on my next visit? Maybe, you know, is there anything in particular I might be able to see? And according to a court affidavit, which has now become public, when he dropped this email to the Chinese embassy, it followed a number of Google searches which he'd made. So he'd been Googling and he'd been searching for things like soldier defection, Countries that don't extradite the United States. <laughs> Russian visa costs. Where's the Chinese embassy in Istanbul? It's the old, don't think Google doesn't have a log of your searches. Right. Mm-hmm. Innocent things. Innocent things. Can you be extradited for treason? Is this story sponsored by DuckDuckGo by any chance? <laughs> so he was looking He, he was looking for all kinds of information. You know, countries with the most negative relations with the United States was one thing he looked for. Top 10 countries that hate America the most. Um, 
<laughs> he was looking for, for countries which weren't very keen on America while he was out of the country. And right. uh, he even went uh, on Reddit and he was looking He's for probably a- writing a novel. He is probably. probably writing a novel. Probably doing research. And that's why he's doing these searches. That's right. Uh, he mm-hmm. was looking for a subreddit about spying. Exactly. Where else are you going to get your information, right? And then he created, allegedly, a Word document entitled Important Information to Share with Chinese Government. <laughs> and I guess that would be information about this is how you could market your beautiful locations, your tourist traps a little bit better. That kind of helpful stuff. And why not? That's all good. And roundabout then, he also emailed his sister, Mary. And he said, hey, Mary, there's something I need to tell you. The reason I left America is because of disagreement with American policy. I don't talk about it often, but I learned some really terrible things about the American government, as if there are terrible things about the American government. Come, come. Exactly. While I was working in the army, I learned these things. I no longer feel safe living in America and I don't want to support the American government anymore. He says, I don't plan on coming back anytime, except maybe once to sell my house. This sounds so weird. That sounds like a little bait. So I don't know. That well, sounds odd. Okay. He said to her, I'm going off the map for a long time, but I'll, I'll communicate occasionally by email. He's don't dead. worry. He's dead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to guess what's going on. Okay, carry on. His internet searches apparently continued. And he's visiting Reddit boards with titles like, what do real spies do? How are they recruited? <laughs> how, do, what, how do they spend their day all day? Because I'm eating yeah. cord flakes, you know. Now, yeah. I suspect real spies <laughs> don't yep. go on Reddit and don't search in Google and create Word documents saying, here's the information I want to share with the Chinese government. Or how do I get recruited? I would also imagine real spies don't defect to China in Istanbul, having just come back from China. Yeah, neither of you are spies. You don't know anything about double bluffing or triple bluffing or quadruple (laughs) bluffing. I think I know the basic principles of defection, though. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone's an an expert on defects, it's Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So many. So, you know, I mean, well, I I mean, maybe the first time he arrived in Beijing, he found it difficult to get around the city, couldn't find... You know, because what do you do? Do you knock on the door? Are they going to take you seriously? He needed to convince them he was serious. So another Word document he created, according to the US authorities, um, discussed aspects of US Army intelligence collection, dissemination, training, intelligence reports, methods of conducting interrogations, human intelligence, all kinds of things. Because this is what he was doing. Apparently, he was involved in the interrogation of people from the region for the US authorities. And the U.S. authorities went into his iCloud account and they found Google Maps screenshots revealing he'd been just around the corner from China's Ministry of State Security. What? So I would argue that he hasn't been very successful at hiding his tracks. It wasn't no, a very good idea. it's so weird. I- like, who is this guy? Well, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a, he's someone legit? with top secret <laughs> clearance, Kroll. <laughs> He's creating Word documents called High Level Secrets. He's sending emails saying, if you read this, please make sure the Chinese State Security Bureau receive it, because this is a really important for the Chinese people. He even created a 28-slide PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> That's not that impressive. I've seen, you know, oh, bigger, I'm not, I'm not saying it's that. impressive the number of slides, Kroll. <laughs> 
And we've all sat through, and I regularly do presentations which are half an hour long with about 98 slides. So we've, yeah. so we've done, we've all done that. But this was called Use of Technology in Military Source Operations and Interrogations. So he was allegedly, because he's now been arrested, it's all going to appear in court. The US authorities have got all this evidence, which they claim suggests he's been up to no good. And that's why you've got nabbed at San Francisco airport. It's unclear if Schmidt ever managed to meet up with Chinese spy masters or not, or whether he failed, whether they couldn't take him seriously. But as we know, there was a recent president of the United States. They found out as well, there are laws against the retention of national defence material, whether you then give them to other countries or not. So There are so many questions. Well, (laughs) shoot, shoot. Graham has all the answers. He's done some deep, deep research. (laughs) One... This is either the worst stitch-up or the <laughs> dumbest member of military intelligence, which I know is an oxymoron in of itself anyway. Yeah. This sounds like a 14-year-old school <laughs> essay about someone defecting. This is this is dreadful on every level. It it's it's a it's either a dire comment on the state of America's educational system, a dire comment on the state of American intelligence, a dire comment on some countries' abilities to to stitch up a US citizen. Overall, it, nobody looks good in this at all. Oh, I think they do. Oh, really? I think the Chinese look really smart because (laughs) if you had someone who was this much of a Muppet contacting them, offering to be a spy, you'd keep them at arm's length, wouldn't you? Well, true. (laughs) You'd think, no, we're not going to let you in the building. Yeah. We're not going to trust any information you give us because you're clearly highly unreliable. You're probably a complete fantasist. You're clearly paddling at the shallow end of the gene pool, yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder how many, like, um, I don't know, borderline nut jobs are outside embassies going, I can help you! I know. <laughs> it's also a, a very poor indictment of America's mental health care capabilities. Well, we all know about that. Do you really think he's been stitched up, Tom? Well, it's just so incompetent that it makes me think he is. That is a great defence, isn't it? Do you think I am that incompetent that I would make all of these mistakes? I think is a fair defence in this. In your case, Tom... Well, yeah, probably not the best defence for me. No, no, it's a brilliant defence. I'd say, yeah, absolutely. Yep. I've heard your podcast. (laughs) Anyway, Tom, what have you got for us this week? All right, so I've got a particularly weird story. Now, the other day, in fact, I think it was while we were on our uh, podcast with you, Graham, I think uh, it was either you or Javad called me an incel. Um, wow. Do you remember Gosh. that? I, I vaguely I'm pretty it. sure that was Javad. I it was almost certainly Javad. Yeah. I would not have said that, no. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, for those of you who don't know what an incel is, it's it's effective. I don't even, it's short for something. I don't even know what it. Involuntarily celibate. That's I it. That's it. And it's all. Involuntarily. Oh, I never knew that. People who want to have sex, but opportunities never arise because yeah, of. I've, Otherwise Some... known as recently divorced men. But the um the sort of key attribute of it is that they all they effectively do is they sit behind their computer and moan about the uh you know feminism and blah 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 and then 
um, you know, watch copious <laughs> amounts of, of porn or get, get involved in all sorts of dubious crypto schemes or whatever. Anyway, <laughs> sounds so fun. It does. It does. I mean, it sounds, I mean, I put it as a hobby on my recent CV. But Can I um, just underline for any incels who are listening to this and may have access to weaponry that these are the opinions of Tom Langford <laughs> and not of the hosts of the Smashing Security <laughs> Podcast, just before anyone tracks us down. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Good. Now, the thing with this is there are many, many services out there that help said people. One of them being a website called DreamGF, which is an AI service that offers a artificially intelligent generated uh, girlfriend for you. That's <laughs> you are able to look at and chat to uh presumably one-handed whilst you're you know doing you know engaging uh, other activities okay so I, I was wondering what country dot gf was but then you said girlfriend and it all uh, yeah yeah uh -huh. i think it's it's probably dreamgf.ai i just visited the site and it's an 18 plus site oh yes and absolutely it's, it's off yes it's oh i see there's lots of well, they look like young women. On they it. look they look like young women. They actually are pure figments of the AI's imagination. They are artificially generated. And there's also a chat function as well. So not only when you join and hand over your hard-earned cash to these uh, people, in inverted commas, um, a girlfriend is generated for you and you are then <laughs> able to chat to them. <laughs> And I know, I know, right? It's 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 like weird science. Remember that old eighties film with Kelly? Is it Kelly LeBrock? I think it is. It was wonderful yeah, movie. Yeah, it is a very good movie. Um, but uh, so it, you know, all well and good. You know, everybody's got to have a hobby, and if this is your hobby, well, fine. There's a number of concerning facts going on here. So, firstly, um. It found, or people, you know, researchers found that it was uh, creating a disproportionate number of girlfriends uh, based upon the uh, images of people like Margot Robbie, uh, Jennifer Lopez, Taylor oh. Swift, etc. So it was gathering oh. lots and lots of pictures of people, and and a lot of these girlfriends looked like these famous folks. Now, obviously. In many, many countries, the use and the gathering of uh, images like this, uh, so countries like UK, France and Germany, this is almost like a non-consensual image-based abuse and it's a, it's a crime. You know, so what, totally. it, what it's saying is it's gathering these images of people and generating them in sexually provocative poses, clothing, uh, if clothing is even involved at all. So, so there's that. That's one concern straight away. The other concern was the chat feature as well was not the best. Uh, one guy said, I get a good chat going. The AI is set up properly. Very good start. Like 10 messages in or so. But then suddenly the AI decides I should just come and then end it all. Which oh. seems a little harsh, right? Whoa. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, you mean, uh, right. I'm and, sorry. Yeah. I misunderstood what you meant there, but okay. Yeah, not not just when you say ended or you didn't mean commit suicide or something. Well, you well meant... maybe that's what it was suggesting. Who knows? Right. This this, this maybe the relationship. Though. This uh, well, exactly. Well, 
I mean, you'd think a little bit of post-nut clarity would stop you from doing that anyway, but nonetheless. But this person's biggest complaint was, the thing is that the sex part hasn't even started yet. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, chatting away. We didn't even get to the sexy time, and then it just told me to come. Um, so there's uh, apparently this uh, DreamGF site has, has uh, a team of about 20 to 25 developers in Bulgaria. They re- previously worked at an NFT company, which kind of tells you everything <laughs> you need to know, right? Um, and, you know, they're involved in a, in a whole bunch of these things. And their CEO is saying, look, we're still a new company, so I think that's a challenge. We're new tech. We're trying to work these things out, blah, blah, blah. Perhaps the most disturbing part of this, though, and you know, we've we've, we've talked about this 2023 in the past being a, the year, the inflection point of of AI and chat and uh, artificial uh, image generation, is the number of grotesqueries that are generated. And so, if you oh. link in the show notes, some of the um, lovely ladies that are presented might at very cursory glance look you know as you'd imagine except their bodies are the wrong way round or their arms suddenly <laughs> turn into feet or their legs actually split into two underneath the knee or there are no legs at all and a very odd looking tongue or you know, it's kind of a giveaway isn't it, it it's just kind is. of a giveaway that something's going on it is exactly and you just kind of think, wow, I, I know this is the inflection point. I know this is all very early. It's just a little bit low quality, low rent. And yet they're still making enough money to stay in business and hire 25 developers. So, Tom, is your is your issue that you've paid for a subscription of this and you're just not satisfied with the <laughs> quality you're receiving? <laughs> well, you didn't like the four-legged uh, supermodel uh, that you chose. When I asked for a hand job, I didn't expect there to be four hands, I guess was probably what it was. But nonetheless, um, it was just... Um, when we oh. say explicit... Uh, yeah, we've, got, we've got the tag turned on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sponsors. Oh, dear. Just, you know... That, it's, you know, and, well, I think my, my issue here is technology can do such wonderful things and we're just wasting our time on stuff like this. It's really, what, like really love quite and, and scams? Love Nothing and scams. Love is good. Scams are not good. And, and I, I agree. And Tom. I think this skirting on the, the illegal side of things and the gathering of real people's images and reusing them. You know, even if it's a mistake in coding, but the the fact that it's reusing them to 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 generate money, I, I it's just horrible, frankly. I I I really, yeah, it's it's not nice at all. It's it's quite funny to look at as well. Don't get me wrong, because some of them really are quite scary. Can you imagine though, if it were your face? Well, that's right? the thing. They're not just training yeah. it on Margot Robbie and Jennifer Aniston, are they? They're going. It's uh, everybody out why there. Why can't we use just people that have been dead for like Diana Rigg? Diana Rigg. Yeah. No, no, they're too soon. I was thinking like you'd need at least a fifty-year buffer or something. Uh huh. Well, they'd all be black and white for like a start, copyright, like copyright. <laughs> basically, you copyright your face and your everything until seventy years after death. There you go. <laughs> So we could have we could have Queen Victoria up there, Bodicea. We one day we will be uh, we'll be uh, doing some great stuff in seventy years. <laughs> I mean, it's quite a professional looking website, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean they've obviously put a bit of effort into it, but um, 
Yep, that's just like a really good web developer. What does that mean? Well, it's just it's professionally presented. There are so many websites you go to, Crow, which are a complete mess and don't work on your mobile well, phone Well, yeah, properly. that doesn't mean that they're scammy websites either. It just no, means maybe... No, no. But I'm, I'm, ju- I'm, just, I'm just saying that it's... They know what they're doing. They're in the, they were in the NFT world. They're going to be... They must be making mm. some money. They've got to be making coin. Well, I mean, let's face it. It says here, if you want to make a girlfriend wear high heels, you have to be part of the bronze plan. If you want to make your girlfriend wear Daisy Duke shorts, you've got to be part of the silver plan. Oh, for God's sake. I know, right? I know. So I started, while you were talking, I tried to create my AI girlfriend via the interface. Oh, yeah. And I, be- I began to get a bit bored, you know, after after I'd answered a few questions and I thought, oh, I'm not going to fill in all yeah. these other things. I'm not that. that fussy, let's face yeah, it. I don't care. Yeah. And so I just said, uh, just do it. And it said, well, no, no, no. It said, you you can't do it until you've chosen some clothes for them. So I'd actually left off all the clothes. I hadn't got that far. So. You, oh, it's just so, so filthy, Graham. You probably no, they have a bronze some- plan for that. Yeah, <laughs> true. Or well, a gold plan for if you don't Gold really- plan, yeah. Platinum yeah. for... Uh, uh, yeah. For It's so ridiculous. Like AI-generated stuff, right? Yeah. There was another comment. One user said, um, actually, I quite like this, you know, the fact that they've got all these mistakes in because it proves that they are not real. They are artificially generated. I just, <laughs> just, like, isn't there still a huge amount of objectification involved in this, which is really not healthy for anybody's psyche, let alone the person who's actively reaching into their wallet to pay for this sort of stuff? Okay, moral police. Yeah, damn straight. Someone has to bring this podcast out of the gutter. Tom, we always appreciate you investigating these dark corners of the internet, (laughs) the places we fear to tread. So thank you once again for doing that. Well done. (laughs) Crow, what's your story for us this week? Well, you know, I was just listening to Tom and I'm thinking, okay, so some people are obviously going down the route of maybe perhaps building their own girlfriend using images of live people. Like Graham just did, yeah. Yeah, right. But but you guys, actually, I happen to know that you both have online dated in the past, mm-hmm. right? And I've been with my Yeti so long, you know, I never had that experience. Isn't isn't a Yeti like a, a thermos mug? Yeah, or a husband. Oh, or a husband. <laughs> Beautiful, <Okay>. hairy one. <laughs> um, uh, but when you're sitting there, you know, you have launched a dating profile into the world and you're getting your first hit, you know, your first match with another profile. Mm. Like, what do you do first? Like, do you look through the pics that they provide, read the bio, check the requirements, match yours? Politics. <laughs> oh, my God. And very quickly sift through and say, no way. Or did they vote for Brexit or not? Again, it's just an instant, never going to happen. I could appreciate that. I could appreciate that. I I look at the photos, and if I can't see their nose, then it's a no. Right. Um, Because that means they've just put a really severe filter on. So no non-pictures then? You don't even... even Or, you know, no pictures that have been so heavily filtered that you can't make out actual features. Um, So there's that. If there's only one picture then I tend to say no, because chances are that's also a scammer as well. Wow. Okay. So you ever suspected that you were chatting online with a bot and not a person at all? I don't know about a bot, but certainly scammers. I have, I've had conversations with scammers. Definitely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Um, they follow the same kind of, you know, rule book, et cetera. They, they get to sex very, very quickly. 
And also, when when you meet up, you know, confirm your identity. Can you can you just check in on this website and it asks oh. for twenty five quid to confirm your identity? You know that sort of thing. So, okay, wow, I'm I'm back in twenty twenty one right here, right? Because hmm. you know I've seen accounts that bots compromise about half of web traffic, and not all bots are malicious, but you know a good proportion are. Yeah. yeah. And in twenty twenty one, the dating world on Tinder wanted to know whether a photo they swiped right one was legit, or you know. Was it a bot? And there, yeah. you know, there were a few telltale signs. Uh, and like you said, you know, they would start talking immediately, like a nanosecond after you swipe, they're on. Ah, right. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, Tom would think they, they understand I'm a, you know, I'm all that. But uh, <laughs> maybe it was a bot, right? Well, they know in Tom's case, they've got to move quickly, because if they don't get right. in there, he'll have moved on. They, these goods don't stay on the shelf for long. You know? <laughs> <laughs> In my case, I just look for women who've got guide dogs. Um, that, that's <laughs> yeah, that's right. Increases the chances immensely. <laughs> and a, a lo- low self-esteem as well is also something I look for in a girlfriend. You know, <laughs> someone who would just be prepared to put up with something quite rubbish. That's the kind of woman I'm looking for. I, th- I thought that was called daddy issues, right? <laughs> Like as you're talking, right, the answers come back almost instantaneously because they're already pre-scripted yep. and triggered off by your response. Yep. Um, according to LifeWork, once uh, it's dispensed a few flirty small talk remarks, as you said, Tom, it, it delivers its payload, right? Usually asking you to visit a link that's either... To deliver yours, yeah, absolutely. Right, to deliver either a payload or, uh, you know, <laughs> get you to part with sensitive information. <laughs> yeah. DNA. <laughs> and, and the trick was that bots were kind of incapable of keeping up with real conversations. That's what I'm getting from all this, because the responses are pre-scripted. Yeah. So I'm guessing you could ask off-the-wall questions, right? Yes. You know, so you might be like, uh, what do you look like riding a unicycle? Uncomfortable. Or... <laughs> I can't it, think of a quicker way of being sort of, you know, left for dead. yes very good for weeding out the bots but also weeding out any other human you don't think i'd succeed on the online dating world it's going to be like everyone's going to be like delete (laughs) yeah i was thinking about you know if you were a french fry what would you wear vinegar (laughs) (laughs) but but this is all in 2021 right in the days before chat gpt and the like were a thing Well, welcome to the new world where the language models are creeping into every corner of our online life, including that of dating. So researchers at Avast have discovered that what they describe as a powerful tool designed to dupe wannabe daters. And it doesn't just have Tinder in its sites, but a whopping 13 different dating websites. So uh, you've got all the big names there. And they create fake accounts, interact with victims, bypass captures, and hide behind proxies. Okay, just to name a few of the skill set mm-hmm. within the tool. And the researchers say that there seems to be experiments with ChatGPT with the hope of having more streamlined and believable text interactions. So they've dubbed this Love GPT, which, no, great. you know, we comment on how researchers have... Uh, non-memorable names for things that they find yes love gpt is not bad right right all right yeah Yeah. it sounds sounds accurate and and they say the tool itself is not new it's been around for about a decade but they've been they keep in you know introducing new functionality and improving it over time 
And they think that the chat GPT functionality was added around March 2023. Right. And it seems to be used in order to, they seem to be looking at it in order to create fake profile descriptions. Okay. Easy. Read the inbox on the dating platform and reply to a message. Ask for a phone number, write a first contact message and chat from a template. And the main goal of the tool is to scrape data from the interactions with the users, including profile pictures, profile body text, you know, dates of communications, everything. But in order to do that, right, the tool needs to feel real looking, right? And, yeah. and it, it also needs to get through um, account creation. So it has to fake request fingerprints to reliably access the dating platforms. Otherwise, the platforms could detect such weird activity. You know, it has to build all these fake profiles. So how does it do it? And LoveGPT seems to have the capability to handle captures quietly, verify phone numbers, create fake email addresses, usernames and passwords. And all this is obviously performed by the tool seeking the most automated process, right? And of course, if any of the automations fail, they also you know, have built in browsers that allow an operator to come in and do the steps manually. But they're probably more successful at creating a dating account than the typical user who might be struggling. Or uh, as I found earlier, when I tried to create my dream AI girlfriend, and I didn't fill in the boxes properly, and I was getting error messages. So yeah. these things could actually be used to help you create an account, couldn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Tom? Automate the process. <laughs> well, there's only so many times you want to type in the same stuff, right? So so basically the rules of what we relied on way back in 2021 may not be the same in six months' time. Here's my thought. If the guys at Avast have found this tool for doing this, chances are there are other tools doing something similar as well. Yeah, sure. Is it possible that a lot of these dating sites are actually using them themselves? They're ho- well, no, that they're hosting conversations which are going on between two bots without either side realizing. <laughs> yeah. They could be neutralizing each other, having these pointless little conversations, age, sex, location, conversation, trying to lure the other one. But how are they creating these fucking accounts? They're doing it with stolen credentials, presumably, right? To, to pay for the accounts and whatnot. Oh, I see. No, 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 many of them are free. So the, oh. the, a lot, the, the sort of financial model of this is if you go on there and you don't pay for your stuff, what it means is that you can't see likes, you can't, you know, you can't uh, message somebody, et cetera. But if you are, and let's face it, many of these are pretending to be women looking for lonely men, et cetera, the men will be in there having paid for a full account and then will make a connection with this person. Uh, right. The financial onus is on the on the receiving end, if you see what I mean. Yeah. So it's a bit like nightclubs where they let the women in for free and men have to pay. Yes. That's a, that's a, that's a really good analogy. That's exactly it. That is exactly yeah. it. Yeah. The world's going crazy. That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's 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 a minefield but seriously you know any uh, any gentleman out there looking at this trust me if it sounds if if she sounds too good to be true chances are she is it, it's unfortunate hey, there are a few cool cats like me out there there dude. are many yeah yeah but you're not on the websites and i know i've looked 
But um, yeah. thanks for ver- verifying for me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> In a world where technology and human life are intertwined, cybersecurity is just, well, security. Keeping your memories and conversations safe shouldn't require cyber expertise. Technologies for everyone. Cybersecurity should be too. So, if you're concerned that your iPhone is listening to you, want to know how to defend yourself from WhatsApp scams, or keep track of the latest atomic macOS stealers, visit smashingsecurity.com slash moonlock. At Moonlock, you'll find useful tips on how to stay safe and protect your loved ones in the technology-powered world. Moonlock by MacPaw, cybersecurity tech for humans. So go visit smashingsecurity.com slash moonlock right now and thanks to them for supporting the show. And we thank Devo for sponsoring the show. SOC analysts are often overworked and underappreciated. In fact, many consider leaving their jobs or changing careers altogether. Devo is hosting the third annual SOC Analyst Appreciation Day. This year's program includes presentations and discussions from some of the InfoSec community's most prolific thought leaders, including the likes of YouTube creator John Hammond, CISO Olivia Rose, and unpopular opinion guy Joss Copeland. This event will cover everything from real-life use cases to SOC automation, managing your mental well-being, and more. You won't want to miss it. Join Devo and other cybersecurity industry professionals on October 18th, 2023 for sessions and panels focused on de-stressing, SOC career development, and more. Visit smashingsecurity.com slash Devo to register. That's smashingsecurity.com slash Devo. If you work in security or IT and your company has Okta, this message is for you. For the past few years, the majority of data breaches and hacks you read about have something in common. It's employees. Hackers absolutely love exploiting vulnerable employee devices and credentials. But imagine a world where only secure devices can access your cloud apps. Here, credentials are useless to hackers, and you can manage every OS, even Linux, from a single dashboard. Best of all, you can get employees to fix their own device security issues without creating more work for IT. The good news is, you don't have to imagine this world. You can just start using Collide. Collide is a device trust solution for companies with Okta, and it makes sure that if a device is not trusted or secure, it can't log in to your cloud apps. Visit collide.com slash smashing to watch a demo and see how it works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash smashing. And welcome back. And you join us at our favorite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week is the part of the show where everyone chooses saying they like. Could be a funny story, a book that they've read, a TV show, a movie, a record, a podcast, a website, or an app. Whatever they like. It doesn't have to be security related necessarily. Better not be. So I had a pick of the week all set up for this week, and I was Uh ready to wow you with it. And then I saw that on the day of recording today, it's World Mental Health Day. And I realized that a couple of days ago, I was speaking to my old friend, Ali Hothersall, and she's been having a horrible old time. Um, Ali is currently raising money for mental health charity Mind. Um, in memory of her teenage son, 
Josh, who took his life in rather tragic circumstances last year. And she's also been struggling. Well, she's actually been succeeding, to be honest. Since the death of her son, she hasn't drunk. And she did have a big problem with alcohol, and it continues to be a struggle. Um, Now, many people will know Ali from her time at the Virus Bulletin Conference or when she was working at Sophos and in the world of cybersecurity. And so what she's doing is she's walking with her dog every day in October. I think it's something like 10,000 steps a day or something like that. But she's beginning to get her life back together again. She's doing it in memory of her uh, poor son. And I thought, well, what can I do to help other than give a bit of cash? I could also mention this on the podcast because maybe some kind souls out there would care to support her. And if they do, it would mean a lot to Ali and it would also mean a lot to me. So if you, if you want to hear more about what Ali has been doing, you can go to smashingsecurity.com slash Ali. That's A-L-I-E. And I know that any kind of support you can give to her and to mind will really help enormously. And that is why it is my pick of the week. Nice. And Ali, well done on the not drinking. Yeah. Cracking job. And what you're doing is good for you and good for the world. So amazing you. She's doing amazingly. I Mm. saw her just a few days ago and uh, it's basically been uh, almost a year now. That's brilliant. So she's doing absolutely fabulously. Really well. So that was a bit uh, glum, wasn't it? Don't you need something real? Good for you. Absolutely. Tom, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick a week. Now, you know how much I love my technology and my toys and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I thought I'd go old school this time. And I'm going to pick a book. And the book is called The Last Action Heroes by Nick DeSemlin. Uh, and it's a book about the 80s and 90s Hollywood and the action heroes therein, such as Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris, Dolph Lundgren, Jackie Chan, Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Bruce Willis. And it's a (laughs) behind-the-scenes view of where they came from, uh, how they got into Hollywood, what what kept them going, uh, and just as importantly, the bitter, bitter rivalries between them, just like Ah. between Schwarzenegger and Stallone, for instance. I didn't know about this. Okay, so what are the what are the VSs? What are the main ones? Well, they must be competing for the same acting roles. You know, be up for the same jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so, so Schwarzenegger and Stallone they they always take in jabs at each other. And in you know one of them, as you as you remember, you know Schwarzenegger initially was a uh, major action star, Conan the Barbarian, uh, all that sort of thing, right? He made his move into comedy with the film Twins. Mm-hmm. With Danny DeVito. Yeah, him and mm-hmm. Danny DeVito. An absolute classic. Stallone, and I'm paraphrasing wildly here, Stallone, you know, saw this and thought, right, I really need to do this. He heard that Schwarzenegger was considering um uh taking the the, the lead role in another film very similar to it, with another diminutive partner, four foot eleven Estelle Getty from the Golden Girls. <laughs> Um, uh, and the film was known Stop or My Mum Will Shoot. And Stallone basically immediately said yes to it, got heavily involved in it, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Turns out Schwarzenegger read the script, thought, this is 
awful, but if I pretend I'm going for it, Stallone will take it. <laughs> no. Um, and it it bombed. It wasn't, well, anybody who's seen it would bomb, but that's exactly the sort of thing that goes on to it. And it's it's just all these lovely little stories in there and, you know, did you know, for instance, that Jean-Claude Van Damme played the Predator in the Predator movies? No. Until he was fired in two days into filming, uh, for instance, <laughs> because, you know, he thought he was being sold as the lead of the film uh-huh. and then he was put in this big rubber suit where he couldn't do the splits. And so it was kind of like, you know, <laughs> didn't work for anybody. All sorts of stuff like this. Re- really, really, really good fun. Um, and for anybody of a certain age, let's face it, who remembers these films, um will uh will well i think we'll really enjoy it yeah and christmas is right around the corner this is a perfect little uh little gift for that isn't it oh yeah give us the name of the book again tom it's the last action heroes it's a play on the film by arnold schwarzenegger called last action hero um but last action heroes by nick desemlian s-e-m-l-y-e-n fantastic crow what's your pick of the week Uh, So for my pick of the week, I have a podcast that I've been dipping in and out of for years. And I don't think, I didn't check, but I don't think I've ever mentioned it as a pick of the week before. Um, And that is the podcast from NPR called Life Kit. The podcast strapline is tools to help you keep it together. And they push out, I don't know, shows uh, every few days. Each episode's about less than half an hour, maybe 15 to 25 minutes. And the topics are diverse from why should you floss to how do you detect whether you're experiencing lifestyle creep or how do you ace a job interview or what do you do if you're wolfing down your meals or what, you know, what to do to protect your hearing. So all kinds of cute little, all kinds of cute little nice things. And it just has a nice vibe, you know, do you have shows like that in your little echo chamber? No, I don't really. What what sort of tips do you think you've heard on the podcast and you've been able to put into practice to improve your life? Um, um, well, there was one recently where it was, uh, when is it okay to lie? Oh. And, uh, and basically it's... <laughs> but, is it when someone asks you why you've emailed the Chinese embassy? Because <laughs> they kind of basically say everybody lies. So, so basically, when you get caught out in a lie, uh, this is how you handle it. So you don't look like a chump. So it has a nice vibe. Like she couldn't prove it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have experts that answer questions. They describe common issues and how to tackle them. I like it. So if you have time in your daily schedule for a little insight and how to live a little bit better, I'd say check out Life Kit from PR. It's my pick of the week. Very nice. And that just about wraps up the show for this week. Tom, I'm sure lots of our listeners would love to follow you online and find out what you're up to. What's the best way for folks to do that? So I'm on all the socials as at Tom Langford. That's Tom with an H. And also you can get us at hostunknown.tv where you can find films, podcasts, and lots and lots of out-of-date posts. Uh, So yeah, find us there. Terrific. And you can follow us on Twitter at Smash Insecurity. No G, Twitter and last have a G. And you can also look up the Smash Insecurity subreddit and leave your comments there. And don't forget to ensure you never miss another episode. Follow Smash Insecurity in your favourite podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Overcast. And massive shout out to our episode sponsors, Devo, Moonlock by MacPaw. 
and collide. And, of course, to our wonderful Patreon community. It's thanks to them all that this show is free. And as always, for episode show notes, sponsorship information, guest lists, and the entire back catalog of more than 342 episodes, check out SmashingSecurity.com. Until next time, cheerio, bye-bye. Bye. Ta-ta. received some correspondence since our last episode. Oh, yeah, we did. We've received an email from someone... Well, let me, do, let me just read some of this to you. Dear Mr. Graham, this is Tom Hanks. Yes, the real Tom Hanks. I think you know why I'm writing. And it seems that he's a little bit upset that we criticised his acting in uh, the Polar Express. You haven't figured out who it is yet. I haven't. No, I don't know. I don't know who was responsible for this. Hand on heart, it was not me. Was it your husband? Was it the Yeti? Not that I know of at all. Because there are a lot of references in this to movies, and your husband is a big film buff. He wouldn't use the word gotta. Ah, yeah, that's true. Did you check for English spelling versus American spelling? It's that bit in there, isn't it? Yes. Oh, it could be. Probably Spitner. It could be Bittner. He's certainly got a lot of time on his hands. But also, checking for American spelling isn't going to work, given that Tom Hanks is also American. Yeah, but if it's English spelling, then, you know... Uh, Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to post a link to it in the show notes so listeners can read it for themselves and do an analysis. We want to know who this is. It came from Tom Hanks at tvstar.com. Is that the real Tom Hanks? Are you unleashing the hounds effectively here? Is that what you're doing? We want to dox this person. We want to know where they live. We're going to swat them. Jeez, I know you didn't like Tom Hanks, but this is taking him one step too far. Leave the man alone. Don't like Tom Hanks? What's wrong oh, with you, don't man? don't start this, Tom. Has, has all your joy been, been sucked out of your life? I'm turning us off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Love you. Bye.